Well, thank you, James, for the kind words uh, to me and Brittany. It's been really great. We have been for a year and a half. Hey, some of my high schoolers are back from their first semester at college. It's good to see you guys. Uh, and I just want one more quick announcement, too. It's my sister-in-law's birthday today. So everyone, let's say happy birthday. Yeah, Hannah, it's great to have you here, too. Um, guys, it's the few, the proud. The day after Christmas, these are the people who are really here who are also thinking, I just did this two days ago. Uh, but here we are again. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk to each other yet and greet one another, so why don't you take about a minute and just talk to the person next to you that you came with and ask what was the best gift you gave this Christmas, the one that you're most happy about. Take, take like a minute, just talk to someone next to you. Take about 30 more seconds and wrap up those conversations and grab a seat again. All right. Uh, one of my favorite guests, my wife and I uh, got each other some climbing gear this year. We've been getting into rock climbing, going to Hangar 18, which is great. Molly goes there too, sometimes, sometimes. Uh, and we've been doing that as a couple, and it's been really fun climbing, and it's been great, yeah. Uh, so I hope you guys did have a Merry Christmas. It's fun to be here. And as James said, this is 52 of 52, last Sunday of the year. And as is typical of this time, uh, I want to take some time just to pause and reflect together, just to kind of slow down all the stress and busyness of Christmas is hopefully over. Um, I'm sure a lot of us still have family in town and we're going to go see friends if we're back from college. Um, but I just want to take some time to pause, rest, and reflect. Uh, and what I want to do is use uh, Psalm 111 uh, as a guide for us. Um, and as we reflect over the year, I just want to bring up a few things that happened this year to kind of just get us into the rhythm and motion of reflecting. So here's just a few things that happened in 2021 uh, that I want to bring your attention to. Uh, the first thing is that NFTs came into existence. Does anyone know what those are? Anyone understand it? I didn't know what the word fungible was, and I didn't know that the internet was being funged in the first place. Uh, the next is Jeff Bezos went to space. So we've been sending billionaires up there, which is great. And I agree with the rest of the internet that I wish that when he returned, we pretended like we didn't know he existed. And he went up to space, came back, and we were all just like, acted like we had no idea who he was. It would've been great. Uh, El Salvador made Bitcoin a national currency. So if any of you have been investing into Bitcoin, it would be good to move to El Salvador. And so you're gonna fit in. Uh, Kamala Harris became the first female and black vice president, which is big for the U.S. And on the same day, Bernie went viral for wearing mittens. It's a big thing, big day. That took the internet by storm for about a week. Uh, Facebook went down for six wonderful hours. It was great. The biggest company probably in the world, one of them, failed. It went down for six hours and it was great. What a break. Uh, Seinfeld appeared on Netflix. This has been huge. I've watched every single season of Seinfeld. Giddy up. Anyone get it? Kramer? No one? That's my best Kramer impression. Thanks, Debbie. It was great. And Ted Lasso, too. We all know about Ted Lasso now. Uh, Tiger Woods crashed just in our neighborhood right over there. That happened this year, too. And now he's 
playing golf again. He's back at it. I'm sure you guys probably remember the helicopters above your house. That was this year. Um, high school bathrooms across the nation were hit and destroyed by devious licks. Anyone know what that is? The high school students in the back? Yeah, there we go. So devious licks is where you uh, take out stalls or sinks in the bathroom. It was a TikTok trend. And so PV had to close all but one of the men's bathrooms <laughs> because all of them were being hit. That happened this year. Uh, next thing is that the PV football team continued their trend of beating Penn 14 years in the running. It's a big news. Yep, sorry, Penn, maybe next year. Uh, the rise and fall of Mars Hill came out. Anyone listen to that podcast? Some of us. Sadly, yes. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a helpful podcast in leading the church uh, into faithful deconstruction of figuring out what are some of the things about evangelical Christianity that we want to hold on to and what are some things that we need to call into question. But my one qualm was that the guy who made it, this podcast, made us wait like three weeks for every single episode to come out. He said, yeah, it's going to come out on the 2nd. And it came out on like the 24th. And you're just sitting there waiting with no like communication. Anyway, it's a good one. You should listen to it. Uh, one that I'm very excited about is another TikTok trend uh, that the dance jerking is making a comeback. Anyone know what that is? Yeah, some of us. I did, okay, so when I was in high school, I was a freshman, me, me and my buddy Devin Maslin made a couple videos and put them up onto YouTube. <coughs> Thankfully, he took them down. For my own dignity, they're not made public anymore. But I was really into it, and so I'm going to be the cool youth pastor if this trend continues for another few weeks and I get a jerk with all my uh, high school students. So I'm excited about that one. So in the end, 2021, great year. Drinking is coming back. There we go. Yeah. Uh, but it has been, I mean, these are the silly ones, but it's been a very full year. I think it's kind of like there's been a lot of chaos and tumultuousness, uh, but we're just kind of more used to it. It's like the pandemic is over and not over and going again, and there's just all this change that keeps happening, but because we've been through 2020, 2021 was seem like this is just the new normal of life. And uh, it's been crazy. And that's why I think it's good that we do take some time to pause and reflect and think about what the Lord has been doing. And so I want to use Psalm 111 as our guide, as I said, and hopefully uh, you've had enough time to get there in your Bibles or on your phones. And one of the reasons why I want to use this psalm as a guide for us is that I think it does a really good job at tilting up our heads or catching us up into the vision of what God is doing. If this psalm was to be sung today, I mean, it was a psalm, it was sung back in ancient Israel. If it was to be sung today, I think the tone of it would be sung by a black gospel choir, you know, with all the soul and the rhythm and the groove with the joy, and it's all just exuberating out of them. I think if this song was being sung today, this would be the best group of people to sing it. Because it is just proclaiming and delighting in what God has done. And it uses this great and magnificent language. It's truly a, a beautiful psalm. And I hope this morning that we too might be caught up into this and capture this vision. But I also recognize that for many of us, uh, we're not right now in the place uh, or in the emotional stance of joining in to a black gospel choir singing. Uh, probably a lot of us never are. But today, 
coming after Christmas, you might not be in that space. It might have been a harder Christmas for a year, year for you. I know of quite a few people who have experienced the loss of a loved one, of a family member, and that this Christmas, I'm sure, has been very difficult. Or maybe this is the second year without a loved one. I also think of the other minor things that might keep us from feeling like this are another major things. I, I think of one of my friends, Bobby Lopez, who is a, a minister in uh, East L.A., and he had his catalytic converter stolen, and he can't do ministry in the same way. His ministry to the kids this year has been hindered by that. And I imagine, too, that these difficulties like that put you in a different mood that you don't feel ready to enter into the psalm, enter into this kind of emotional state of excitement of what God is doing. And as I was reflecting on this, as I was preparing, I was thinking about Mary. And thinking about Mary's Christmas as well. I mean, her Christmas was full of joy and wonder, but it was also very difficult. I mean, at the start, Mary was for sure a social outcast. I mean, she was pregnant and not married. At that time, that day of age, you know that she would have then been the talk of the town, the gossip. So she would have been cast to the side. Her friends wouldn't have looked at her the same. And then when she's pregnant, she had to go and travel to a different town far away on a donkey. And I can't imagine a nine-month-old woman traveling on a donkey. That does not sound like fun. And then she gives birth, and these random guys from the east show up, these wise men, as they're called. And I haven't been in this situation, but after I've given birth, the last thing that I would imagine wanting is having random guys come up and bring you presents. That doesn't sound like the fun social situation that I want to be in. But yet, here she is trying to deal with that. And there she is trying to figure out what's it like to be a new mom. I mean, is Jesus going to latch on? Is he going to feed well? Are we worried about him sleeping? He's been awake all night. He's crying too much. Why is he crying? Can we soothe him? And there's Joseph trying to figure out, as a new father, how to hold up the baby, how to hold up his head, how to carry him well, all the awkwardness and the struggles. And Mary's still, I'm sure, in deep pain. And in all this, all the pain, all the craziness, Mary still sings. And the gospel writer Luke records this song of Mary. We call it the Magnificat because it's the Latin for the first word of the song, magnify. And she sings this song proclaiming about what God has done in this child that has been born. Mary, in the midst of all the real and raw moments of her life and all the difficulties going on, sees what God is doing and lifts up her head. She sings this glorious and magnificent song that proclaims that God is the one who is working in this son that she is holding, that she's trying to figure out how to take care for. This is the hope of the world. And that's what I hope that we can kind of capture this morning as well. Having that experience of Mary, that in all the raw and real moments of 2021, all the funny ones, everything about it, that we might lift up our heads this morning and might be caught up into what God is doing. Because it truly is marvelous. All right, so I want to read this psalm for us, and hopefully we might be caught up together. Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart and the counsel of the upright in the assembly. 
Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him, and he remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just, and all his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Uh, would you pray with me just real quick? Father, uh, we believe that this text is inspired by your Holy Spirit. Uh, and we believe that it's been written down that we too might be led into it to see your glory and majesty. And we ask that this morning that you would help us uh, understand this text and apply it to our lives like never before because we ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. This psalm begins and ends with hallelujah. It begins and ends with praise. Praise the Lord, it starts. Hallelujah, it ends. To him belongs eternal praise. All that happens in the middle is encapsulated by praise. Praise. Praise be to God. I think this is fitting and natural and normal and good because this is what humans were always intended to do. When God created the world and placed humanity in it, we were created to live in this relationship with God that we praised him for all the good things that he has given us. As he has provided his grace into the world and taken care of us and provided and been generous, that we were supposed to live in this posture of praise, this posture of thanksgiving, that we would sing hallelujah. And this is exactly what the psalmist is inviting us into. You read it in the first verse there. It says, blessed are those, or sorry, I will extol the Lord with all my heart. In the counsel of the upright and in the assembly, I will extol the Lord. I will enter into that praise. I will enter into that posture of praise and thanksgiving. I'm going to orient myself like we are always supposed to be oriented. Into this posture that sees God and recognizes him for all that he is doing and has done. And that's then what the psalmist begins to do. He then says, great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. And then he starts to list with this glorious and magnificent language of all the good things that the Lord has done. All these mighty things, these wonderful things, the powerful things that he is faithful and just, that he is true, that he is powerful, that he is upright. He is gracious and compassionate. His precepts are trustworthy. All these things, this high language showing us that, yes, indeed, this God is worthy of the praise and worthy of our orientation and us stepping into this. So this is why we enter. And we did that this morning, too, if you recognize it. We sang, bless the Lord, O my soul. That same thing, this command that we give to our own souls to step in in praise. Bless the Lord, my soul. Let me step into this praise. And that's what we're doing. And that's what the psalmist has led us to do. And he goes on with this glorious and wonderful language. But if you notice, he never has one specific event in mind. 
He doesn't have a specific act or moment in history that he's reflecting on or writing about. It's all vague language, similar to the worship songs that we sing today. And the purpose of him doing this is that we can fill in the blank with our own images of what we have God doing. We can fill in the blank with the ways that we've seen God move throughout human history. We can fill in the blank with the ways that God is moving in our own lives. That we might see and reflect that God and the way that he's acted is indeed great and glorious. That we might ponder and study this. So you might fill in the blank through the story of the Bible. You might fill in the blank with God providing for Abraham. When Abraham was going to offer his son Isaac, but God offered another sacrifice in his place. And you see that great are the works of the Lord. Or you might fill in the blank with God's might working through Joseph's story. And we know the story of Joseph, how his brother sold him into slavery and all the things that were intended for evil against Joseph, God worked for good. And we see great are the works of the Lord. Or you might fill in the blank with God saving Moses as a kid and then using Moses to bring his people out of Egypt. Or God splitting the Red Sea or God providing bread for the Israelites when they were wandering in the wilderness, or God making a covenant, calling them his own people, great are the works of the Lord. Or you might fill in the blank with the walls of Jericho coming down, that the people of Israel walked around seven times around the city, and God caused the walls of Israel to fall down. Great are the works of the Lord. Or you might fill in the blank with Ruth, and how the Lord God had provided for Ruth in the famine. How she met Boaz, and from Ruth came David, and from David came Jesus. That we see that God is working throughout all human history leading to Jesus. And so you again say, great are the works of the Lord as you ponder. Or you might fill in the blank with God providing David with success from his enemies. As David lived in this relationship in the fear of the Lord, that he provided him with the success that he had. You again say, great are the works of the Lord. Or you might fill in the blank with God saving the people of Nineveh. Although Jonah did not want them to be saved, although we may not want those to be saved, God's grace is sufficient and God's grace is powerful enough to turn even a city like Nineveh around, to repent, to go to him. Great are the works of the Lord. Or you may fill in the blank with God sending himself to save and redeem humanity. Indeed, this is the event that we've been pondering this whole Christmas season, that God has become one of us, that God has loved us so deeply to send himself to us in the form of a baby. Great are the works of the Lord. You might fill in the blank with the crucifixion. You might fill in the blank with the resurrection or the continued work of the living God today. Great are the works of the Lord. And on we could go throughout all of human history saying, great are the works of the Lord. All of church history, the living God, Jesus Christ, resurrected and ascended, has been working and his spirit has been outpouring and bringing his kingdom here always. Great are the works of the Lord. Or you may fill in this with stories from your own life things that you've seen God do here at the river. I want to point out a few to you that I've seen. We've had Chloe and Sloan and Magnolia 
and Delphinius, Delphinium, Del. All these babies, a gift from the Lord. Great are the works of the Lord. We've seen uh, a couple people pregnant as well. Great are the works of the Lord. And we've had this month of October, weddings on weddings on weddings. It seemed like this was just a wedding year for sure. I mean, last year wasn't, so all of them got pushed to this year. But all of those are gracious gifts of God providing these partners. Had the Inskeeps, the Hirschbergers, the Plumbers, the Ayubes, and on it goes. Great are the works of the Lord. We've also seen new friendships. People figuring out together what it means to follow Jesus well, figuring out the art of following Jesus, new people coming into this church and discovering together the art of following Jesus. Great are the works of the Lord. And we've also seen the River Kids having an amazing VBS this year. Truly, this was a testimony of God working in our midst as uh, Kathy and April and their team really captured the heart of God's love for our neighborhoods, that there's people who are truly reaching out, inviting all their neighbors and friends. I think there must have been about 50 kids all hearing and being reached with the story of the gospel. And even better than that, they're all continuing to interact with their neighbors. And this is God's grace coming here and now into the South Bay. God's kingdom and coming. Great are the works of the Lord. And then I might mention Hume. It took about 200 kids to Hume this year. And trust me, I know that God works in messy situations in the raw and real. Hume was something else. But to see God connecting with students, that students might see God again in their prayer lives as they read scripture and the worships and the conversations that they have in the cabins afterwards. And the leaders and their generosity to serve. You see God capture their hearts. We say again, great are the works of the Lord. He is trustworthy and true. Not to mention the students who are baptized after him as well, who are making that public declaration that they are united to Christ and being found in him, that God indeed is still redeeming people. Great are the works of the Lord. And also think about the other many students that I get to interact with every Tuesday and Wednesday night. A lot of them don't come from Christian families and homes. And I get a witness, God working and capturing their hearts and that they might come to understand God better. They are coming to see what it looks like to follow Jesus. Every single week, I get to see and say, great are the works of the Lord. And on and on it goes. The care team this year, as every year, does an amazing job at demonstrating the heart of God, God's compassion and care for people, that God is a God who suffers with us. And the care team, the River Church, steps into the suffering of other people's lives and supports them. And I've seen that countless times this year. I get to say, great are the works of the Lord because God is working and moving, and he is worthy of the praise. Great are the works of the Lord. And there's many in your own life, I imagine, too. Have you seen God change your own heart or God show up in wonderful ways? So why don't we take a minute, just lean to the person next to you, there's someone close, and share with them one thing that you've seen God do this year, either at the River Church or in your own life. Let's take a minute. Go for it. I'll, I'll bring us back.
So let's all say it together. Great are the works of the Lord. Here we go again. Great are the works of the Lord. Great are the works of the Lord. If that's the one thing that you take away from today, that's what I hope that you take away. There's one other thing that God did this year that I really want to draw attention to because it's something that I'm just, it just makes me so happy. Guys, James turned 40 this year. So we say great are the works of the Lord. Way to go, James. It's a big deal. Guys, in all these things, God is being gracious to us. In all the raw and real moments, God continues to show up. He does. And life is continuing, is going to continue to be difficult and hard. It's going to be raw and real. But just like Mary, all of us can lift our heads up and say, great are the works of the Lord, for he is still providing. His grace is still outpouring. The kingdom is still coming. And this is what we have to look forward to in 2022. God is still going to work through this church, and we're excited about what's coming next as well. We see the spirit of the living God leading us to move a bit farther north that way, into the Redondo area, and that there's going to be new people that we get to interact with, new people that we get to see God's grace invading their lives. Again, we'll say at the end of next year, great are the works of the Lord. I'm going to have Rachel come back up, and uh, I just want to close with reading the psalm one more time. That this time, though, we might be thinking of some of the things that you've heard, some of the great works of God, and have those in mind as we read that we might be finally caught up again into the glory and majesty of our God. So here it is, Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him, and he remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just, and all his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. And he provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And all who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Amen. Why don't you all stand as we end off our service with worship? And um, if you don't have a lyric sheet in front of you, why don't you raise your hand? Because Bill is going to come around and pass, pass those as we can sing these words to God together. We can praise his name together. And this is not on the lyric sheet, but you all know this. I just, as we were saying, great are the works of the Lord. I just wanted to sing how great is our God. That we get to sing that. That our God is great and he is good to us. Amen? Let's 
start off by singing that. How great. And how great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Let's sing that one more time. How great. And how great. Father of kindness. Father of kindness, you have poured out grace. You brought me out of darkness, you have filled me with peace. You giver of mercy, you're my help in times of need. Lord, I can help. Faithful.
all your promises are yes and amen. Sing it again. Oh, all your promises are yes and amen. Yes, they are, God. And all your promises are yes and amen. And I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. And all my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up, Till I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life, and all my life, you have been faithful. And all my life, you have been so, so good with every I will sing of the goodness of God. And I know your voice. And you have led me through the fire in darkest nights. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. I have lived in the goodness of God. So we praise your name, because all my life you have been faithful, so faithful God. And all my life you have been so, so good with every Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Thank you, Lord. So we sing all my life. And all my life you have been praying. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And all my life you have been so good with every breath that I am able oh I will sing of the goodness of God and we will sing and we will sing of the goodness of God all our days God oh we will sing of the goodness of God. God is good, amen? Through all of it, through all the good, through all the bad, God is still faithful and good. Amen. Guys, we are going to... Uh
partake of communion now and just reflect again together on the goodness of God. So the table is open. Rachel is going to continue playing for a little bit, uh, and the time is yours.